Hello. Hello. I wanted to say good morning, but it is not the morning. <laughs> I wish. I wish this was Saturday morning and my oh weekend my was like stretched out in front of me instead of me too. Me. I was gonna say I don't know that I'm any more than I am on the Saturday morning when we do this, but nope. that's okay. That's okay. Um, for our loyal listeners, I was out of town this weekend and babysitting on Saturday, my nephew, and so I thought I could maybe do some podcasting during nap time, but it did not work out <laughs> as planned. You know, leave it to a one and a half year old to ruin your podcast plans, but that's okay. We're doing it now. He's got to do what he's got to do. That's right. He's on his schedule. <laughs> he, on, you're on his time. He needed to eat lunch. Did Aunt Maggie get a nap? Nope. No. No. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. So welcome to episode 11, Sunday evening. We are ready. We are pumped. Let's talk about what our kids have been doing the most. I'm laughing because you said we're pumped. I'm definitely. (laughs) You're not pumped? I'm pumped pumped about this. Yeah. That's what I was referring to. Yes. I'm having to like dig deep though because (laughs) my general feeling at this time of the week is decidedly not pumped no no no, but, no i just meant pumped for the podcast <laughs> oh yeah yeah i'm gonna gear it up for that um let's see this week is kind of weird because i didn't see my kids a whole lot this week i mean i saw them every day but right. <laughs> we had some EOC testing that we did on wednesday yeah. i was in and out of some different classes for some meetings and doing some interviews mm-hmm. i was gone on thursday it felt really disjointed but yeah. We did have some good times. Um, I would say <laughs> the thing that sticks out to me the most mm-hmm. um, out of a short, out of the short amount of time I feel like I spent with them this week was Friday. My kids yeah. had their formal Friday night, and I don't know Ooh, if you know this. middle school formal. Listen, it's the middle okay. school prom. Let's get that straight. Yes, yes. We call it the middle school formal. It's even supposed to be a semi-formal, but my children get real extra about mm-hmm. this thing and it's super mm-hmm. cute they get their tuxes they get, they get their dresses they all have to leave school early to get ready oh my God. um so that was just fun i love how seeing you know seeing how excited they are about that and yeah. they get all their little stuff together and they're showing now do they do dresses like, you know how promposals are such a big deal and they make me want to barf i can't uh, do they do that for the formal no they can't they okay, can't good. they can't do that they can't handle okay, that good. Good, good, good. They, if they have a little boyfriend or girlfriend, they like go with that person and that's really yeah. sweet. Okay, or they good. go with like a big crowd of friends and that's always really cute. Yeah. The thing that I like the most about this is that for this one magical day, all of the middle school beef gets suspended. It's like yeah. it vanishes. Yeah. And kids who normally, I mean, they're not mean to each other. I mean, kids can be mean to each other, but they're not really all the time. Um, they just sort of ignore one another, but yeah. on formal day, everyone's friends with everyone. Oh, and it's like a Disney movie. It is. It's so sweet. It is really <laughs> sweet. And they're, they're yeah. super cute about it. I always really like it. But the thing that, um, I really liked the most was that Friday in my homeroom, I look mm-hmm. up and this one little girl is legit doing like professional style hair braiding mm-hmm. for this other little girl who I kind of think they're friends, but like kind of in that distant acquaintance like I don't right. see them hang out a lot right and she's back there like literally braiding the hair in this beautiful intricate crown yeah this girl's formal um and I don't know why like I said I didn't see my kids a whole bunch so that that kind of sticks out to me the big hair braiding and just their That's general cool. excitement and sweetness on Friday getting ready for their dance 
Good. I don't remember a dance in middle school. If we had one, I did not go. We never. Uh, we had one. It was called the Morph. See, I don't remember that. I I don't. We may have, but I that was not my style. That was not <laughs> what I did. It wasn't my style either. I didn't go to the Morph. Yeah. Which was coincidentally Promsville backwards because where I went to, it was on purpose supposed to be like the middle school prom. This one's really not. My kids just turned it into that, which is fine. It's their yeah. thing. It's theirs. Yeah. And they had a blast. That's mm-hmm. fun. Well, mine, I think it will probably be the final thing I have to say about Romeo and Juliet because we are mm. wrapping that baby up. But um, my honors kids finished reading it and took their test on it uh, this past week. And then we actually started watching the 1996 Leo version yes. on Friday. We'll finish it on Tuesday. Um, we're doing some compare and contrasting. But anyway, one of the final projects we did um, was for them to make Romeo and Je- Juliet memes nice oh i saw some of these yeah they had to make one that um was centered around a theme from the play one Mm -hmm. that was about a plot detail and one that focused on a character and we spent some time at the beginning talking i mean they're all like experts in memes in the ninth grade but we talked about you know what the whole point of a of a meme is and how you know it's supposed to be sarcastic and it usually points out some sort of flaw um and then i gave them a few different templates to choose from and of course they were like can we do something else can we find our own i was like yes go for it so they turned in some really great stuff and it'll be hard to, I mean, you really need to see the meme to get the mm. full, um, LOL, um, from it. <laughs> but some of my favorites I'll describe really quickly. There's one, it's just a picture. I don't know where this girl even found it. Is it, it the wig? It's a, yeah. It's a picture of a wig yes. flying through the air <laughs> and it says her caption was Juliet's wig when she woke up and found Romeo's dead, Romeo dead. Like, yep. Juliet's wig got snatched. Um, and then another favorite one of mine was the Oprah meme and viewers or listeners, you've probably seen it before. It's the one when it's one of she's Oprah's giveaway and she's like poking her hands out and then she's like, you get a car and you get a car. Everybody gets you a get car. A car. Except this girl made it safe for Romeo and Juliet. You get to die and you get to die. <laughs> you all get to die. That's so um, true. They and all then, die. Yeah. And then one of my all time favorite ones that was turned in, I mentioned a couple of episodes ago in my doing the most. That one of my favorite little boys uh, accidentally read the line, A Plague on Both Your Houses, as A Plague mm-hmm. on Both Your Horses. Oh! And so this quiet, sweet little girl submitted a meme that was A Plague on Both Your Horses. It's a picture <laughs> of two horses in a field with that as the caption. I'm like, oh my god, Jada, this is my favorite. Oh. I love it. Um, so they really made me laugh. They have a really good sense of humor and... That's awesome. You know, like I said, they're meme experts, so they did a really good job with it. Yeah, they are. Cool. I'm going to totally steal that and do it. Yeah, you can have it. Finish, and I'm well, excited. They had a whole, yeah, they had a whole analysis in the end. Like, they had to explain basically why each meme was funny, how mm-hmm. it tied to the play, bring in quotes for evidence. It was, I mean, it was a whole deal, but they, they ran with it. They loved it. I had a kid last year. Well, my kids last year really loved the memes. I'm hoping that my kids this year love them. I've done them before with like my first unit of short stories. You know, that's the one that's got yeah. the Scarlet Ibis in it. Oh, Lord. Your favorite doodle, doodle memes. Doodle memes. Yeah. <laughs> and then I always feel so bad because it's hard to make a doodle meme without making it so terrible. Because oh, <laughs> of what oh, happens in But I remember R-I-P. doing that, and one of my favorite little boys last year, he kept on purpose mispronouncing meme. Yeah. And he would go, meh, meh. <laughs> and I don't know why. It just almost killed me. I almost died yeah. laughing like every single time. About to make oh my, my sweet memes. Yeah, my memes. My memes. Uh, <laughs> well, speaking <laughs> of teaching ideas, let's go to yeah. our first question. Mm-hmm. So we talk a good bit on our podcast about um, TV shows and movies that we love. So we kind of tied that into our first teaching question. So it is, if you could teach any non-traditional traditional text and what we mean by that is maybe you can't 
hold the actual literal pages in your hand instead maybe right. like a podcast or a film or a tv show so if you could teach any non-traditional text what would you choose and why would you choose it um yet again i have a super long list but i'm gonna abbreviate okay. it and before i do that i do want to mention and i told you this the other night but i want our, our listeners to hear yeah i really feel like megan and i and and we're not the only ones but we're the ones doing this podcast we are at the forefront of something that I think is coming in our yeah. content area, which is this whole idea of this non-traditional text. Oh, definitely. Um, so I really like love this whole idea. I think anything that can engage the kids and it's got a storyline to follow, like it's reading. You're reading, yeah. you're taking in information with your mind or your ears, yeah. you're thinking about it. So I was really yeah. excited. And I'm going to, I'm going to talk about that a little bit in one of my first answers. So go ahead. Mm-hmm. So I kind of thought like category wise, um, different things that I would consider like a non-traditional text. So I'll go mm-hmm. through those a little bit. The first thing that came to mind was music videos. And that is because, and again, we've both talked about this. Childish Gambino released his video last week for This Is America. Now, granted, this would require a super mature audience. Right. Um, and it would have to be delivered in, you know, absolutely the most appropriate context possible. But I think that what he just did is incredibly groundbreaking for the the message that he's kind of putting out there in the way that he did it. And it's so very smart. I know I said yeah. a lot about stuff. Um, it's like brilliant. Um, I agree. It is in your face. This Mm -hmm. is our world. Yeah. Yes. And I, and again, I say mature audience, but I almost feel like, you know, even my kids right now who can be very immature, I feel like if I could just walk in and show them that, which, you know, there's some violence in it and stuff like that, but they would have so much to say. It would generate great discussion. There would be so much conversation. And I also think it would kind of make them think about their lives um, a little bit differently, which is the point of any great text. Right. So I thought about that. And then that made me think about other great music videos like Thriller and Formation mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. TLC's Waterfalls. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of visual text that would be cool. And so then, of course, I thought about like television. Mm-hmm. And there's only really one series that I feel like I would use the entire thing or maybe two and that is the West Wing the Aaron Sorkin yes um, a lot of drama yeah. from a number of years ago I would show that whole thing from top to bottom I would yep. also show the leftovers from HBO I haven't made it through that yet that's one I keep meaning to go back yeah to. it would have to be pretty heavily edited and maybe actually I would only use episodes of that because there's mm-hmm. some pretty um, sexual stuff that happens sometimes between those characters but I think some of the work that was done there was like incredible in terms of of storytelling but definitely the West Wing and then I thought about our favorite Black Mirror and yes. I was like episodes of that yep. for sure um, I thought about Nosedive which we've talked about mm-hmm. the Bryce Dallas Howard episode where she's like yep. getting the social, social media. media points yep. um, and then I thought back to the first season and do you remember the entire history of you oh, God. where the it's the guy, and he's mad at his wife because uh-huh. he thinks she's been, like, cheating on him. And they have uh-huh. these, like, things in their brains, and they hold, like, a clicker, and they can play and replay, like, every Okay, moment. yes, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That one was awesome. I really also like 15 Million Merits. That's the one where they're, like, running on the treadmill or whatever yep. all the time to get the yeah. points. Um, and then, let's see, what else? Um, I thought about, you know, episodes, just episodes of things like Parks and Rec and The Office, just for like yep. funny stuff, yep. character driven kind of things. Yep. Um, obviously, we've talked about The Handmaid. That is super intense, but really, really powerful. 
Um, and then I think that's about it. I mean, I could really go on like yeah. forever and forever yeah. and forever and forever. There are a couple of movies that I would do like Spotlight, The Imitation Game. Um, I love that miniseries Lonesome Dove from a million years ago. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> My dad loved that movie. My, um, yeah, Nightcrawler. Did you see that with Jake Gyllenhaal? No, I didn't. So good and has so much to say yeah. about like pulp journalism and that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's that's just a few of the things. That's that definitely you, you mentioned a couple that are also on my list that we have build an entire course around. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, these, definitely these kinds of things. Yeah, I I kept my list pretty short because I like you because I've gone on forever. Because the more oh, yeah. I thought about it, I kept you know having mm-hmm. been off the top of my head. But um, I started with podcasts, and we've kind of talked about that briefly. Oh, yeah, and I left I, that off completely. Yeah, well, I started with that because, and I think I've mentioned this before, I already teach with the podcast serial, season one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was one that as soon as I heard it, and it was so popular and so hyped up, and I listened, I mean, I binge-listened or I binge listened that thing. And as soon as I finished, I was like, oh, my God, I have to teach this in my class. And I did some Googling and there were some lesson plans that popped up and I talked to my department chair and got approval. And I've been teaching with that thing for, I think this is my fourth or fifth year. And kids love it. They get so, the thing is, is you can do the exact same, like you were saying, you can do the exact same literary analysis and go in depth with it as you can with any novel. Um, Mm -hmm. character study, we talk about bias, we talk about all sorts of stuff with that. Um, so just kind of stemming off from that, you and I have both talked about our love for the podcast S town. Um, I would love to do that as well, because I think it is such an interesting and engaging and just Mm -hmm. written and put together story. Um, and I actually started listening to it again on my drive to and from Asheville, Oh, um, we got through a couple episodes, but it just—I mean—it hooked me again. It's amazing. Um, yeah, you can. That was so really interesting too it. for like point of view because I think, and we talked about oh this. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Brian Reed by the end of that has transformed himself, and he yeah. it turns into a very different story than the one he set out yeah. to tell. And for narrative voice, it's so interesting. It's to so think strong. About that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so then I started thinking about films and I went in the direction of documentaries because you and I both nice. love documentaries and there's a documentary I saw several years ago and I actually would love to rewatch it, but it's called King of Kong, a fiscal quarters. Yeah. And it's, it's a true story. Obviously it's a documentary. Mm-hmm. And it's this guy who one day in his garage films and then submits this film, um, for having the highest score like ever in the world for Donkey Kong. Um, <laughs> and Previously, this other guy who becomes like the bad guy, the antagonist in the film, um, has held this Guinness record for years and years and years. And so this guy, like out of nowhere in small town America, like comes and he beats it. And so they mm-hmm. send like people to go to his house and like investigate his machine to make sure he hasn't like tweaked it to help <laughs> him out. And then like this huge um, video game store has like him and the other guy come and like compete. And it's just like so intense. And you can yeah. do a, a great study of like character foils and conflict. The hero's journey. So much stuff. Yes, the hero's journey. It's so good. Um, and so then and the kids would think, love that. They freaking love video games. Oh kids, my, gosh, my kids were putting on their bucket list the other week that they want to be the greatest at Call of Duty. Like, they would be so down for that. I can't even. Yeah, well, I just love the, I mean, I hate to call him a character because he's a real person, but the main character yeah. is just this, like, average Joe, suburban dad. And at one mm-hmm. point, he's, like, trying to film himself getting the highest score in his garage, and he has to stop the game because his little boy is has gone to the bathroom. And he's like, Dad, I need you to come here. And he's like, stop, <laughs> his son is pooped. And it's like real life, and I love it. 
Um, yeah. So that made me think of other just things to watch. And so I also thought of The Office. I thought that would be great for character study and also mm-hmm. to study dialogue because theirs is so quick and so witty and so great. And um, also I, that point of view with the way they filmed that, almost like oh, second-person yeah. mockumentary. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I also have Black Mirror on my list. Um, and then yes. I, I put that because, I mean, I love it. And then also I taught this year with a couple of episodes of The Twilight Zone, and we looked at foreshadowing oh, yeah. and suspense, and I was like, oh, those just go hand in hand. Um, and then I also, kind of in that same vein and genre, I added Twin Peaks to my list. Oh. Um, Twin Peaks is weird as hell. I have never watched single episode. Oh my gosh, it is so weird. I I don't get scared very easily watching yeah. TV movies. See, like I do. Movies. See, scary movies don't really scare me. I will say, though, there's a character in Twin Peaks that scared the mess. Is it that Bob me. guy? Yes. Yeah, oh, I've seen pictures word. of it on the internet and I can't handle I it. I do not like. And it's just, oh, do not like it. Um, mm-hmm. But it's such a great show and it would be great for genre study or yeah. I mean, you could do so many different things with it. Um, and that makes me want to rewatch Twin Peaks now. And there's a movie that came out too called Fire Walk With Me, which I've seen. Did you watch the revival that was just recently? I on? didn't. I haven't watched it yet because it was on Showtime. And I don't have Showtime. I have oh. to do it. Um, yeah. But I'd like to. I, I can probably figure out a way to watch it. But um, yeah, that's that's my brief list. But I probably could have come up with like a hundred more, or like you said, built an entire course around it. I could. Because I mean, I this could be my direction. year. Yeah, that's the direction we're heading. Mm-hmm. It just is. So, and yeah, you can do I'm so many beautiful, beautiful things with it. I know. Mm-hmm. I love it. Some of the best writing in the world is being done, not on the page, but for, I mean, it's being done on the page, but with the intent of yeah, being recorded and presented yeah, in some different way. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. All right. We're well, moving into our uh, second question, which is kind of entertainment, but it focuses <laughs> on books, the written word. Mine are about to be so dumb. Oh my God. I'm excited about mine. Uh, I'm so looking at mine right now and I'm like, no. <laughs> I like mine. So what existing book title would you say best describes either your life, and it can be your life right now, or maybe a glimpse into the past, but what describes your life or your personality, or both? <laughs> okay, I have <laughs> so a excited. It's, it's short, but... Okay, mine's longer, uh, but go ahead. In terms of my personality, mm-hmm. the one that I found was... <laughs> well, I have two for that. Um, okay. And they actually sort of contrast each other but go okay. in here the first one is that gabriel garcia marquez book 100 years of solitude <laughs> shut up yeah <laughs> because as we have discussed i need the me time right i need the, so- yeah. I need the solitude i need to be of it years. i need to be on my own yeah um, okay and then the other one that i pulled for my personality was the silver linings playbook um the okay. matthew quick book that eventually yeah. became the movie starring yeah. uh what was it bradley cooper and jennifer yeah. lawrence yeah yeah um because i do definitely as i get older i think i've gotten much better about you know looking for the bright side of things and i think we talked about this before when we talked about things we hoped that we would grow out of and how we mm-hmm. both can kind of be kind of hard on ourselves or a little bit controlling or intense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I do think I have gotten much better about, you know, especially when there's big change in my life, kind of going, well, you know what? Maybe it'll be good. Yeah. Um, so I have that one. And then for my, let's see, that was my personality. So for my life, which again, kind of brings me back to like my job. Yeah. Um, I have two. Okay. One of them is Into the Wild. Yeah, that's Star, a good one. That's a good one. Because every day that I go out the door, Yep. And go into the middle school. Yep. It's like going into the wild, going in the wilderness. You never know what's going to happen. It's exciting. It's dangerous. Yep. Scurry. There's so much yep. going on. 
And then the last one, and it also is sort of, and would be an ode to my career. Uh, did you ever read the Dave Eggers book? It was a memoir, a heartbreaking work of staggering genius. No, I know it, but I haven't read it. <laughs> if they were going to look at my career at the end and look at the way that I have worked so very hard yep. and given all to yep. my kids, I feel yep. like every day I'm performing a heartbreaking work of staggering genius. That's also, awesome. you need to read that book. I do need to read that book. There are so many books I need to read. I, my list is ever growing. He also wrote a book called What is the What? Which Ooh. would also apply because that all that's be applicable. Like, yeah. What's that's the awesome. what? What? That's awesome. So, that's it. That's well, my list. I broke mine into three categories. I have a school category because I nice. just had some that were kind of separate. I felt like they were specifically for school. And then I have my life and my personality. So for school, I will say my first two are a little more negative, but they're they're <laughs> kind of joking because, you know, mm-hmm. we feel super crazy most days, especially oh, this yeah. time of the year. So that's kind of what mine apply to. So the first one I thought of was The Sound and the Fury. Um, a Wayne Faulkner because that's what it feels like sometimes there's lots of sound and then I get furious <laughs> so you can you can kind of take that in several directions the second one I thought of was extremely loud and incredibly close <laughs> because we always have kids in our face I mean sometimes I'm in their face too but it seems like they are always extremely loud and incredibly close like just the other day on Friday I had this sweet little girl who loves me and I love her too she was in my room. I had literally just walked into my classroom and here she comes in behind me with her breakfast because her dad had dropped her off early. And I'm like, girl, I'm not even logged into my computer. Give me a minute to breathe. So just, you know, always. But then the third one I thought of is one of my all-time favorites, uh, Brave New World by Aldous Huxley. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and I thought that just kind of embodies our whole teaching mantra, <laughs> motto, whatever. You know, we're always prepping them to send them out into this brave new world brave new world explore what's out there and i don't know build the brave new world yep exactly so then for my life um one that pertains to my life right now because my dog bear he had a a mass removed and Mm -hmm. anyway he's he's been wearing a cone for a while and that's not been super fun because he can't fit out the dog door with the cone on so i'm constantly open the sliding glass door let him out (laughs) whatever and so my first title is the curious incident of the dog in the nighttime (laughs) um because he's forever waking me up at like two in the morning to go outside um that book is awesome by the way that was a great book yeah, it's super good. It's really re- well written. Um, the second one I thought of for my life is Nicola Yoon, Everything, Everything, because I feel yeah. like I am doing everything, being my everything, you know, just trying to trying to live up and be my best version of myself. Doing the most. Mm-hmm. And then the third one I thought of is one of my all-time favorite short stories. It's not a novel, but it's oh. Joyce Carol Oates, Where Are You Going? Where Have You Been? Oh. Um, I feel like I'm all about like, you know, doing some self-reflection and oh, yeah. who I have been and where I'm going. And I thought that mm-hmm. fit me pretty well. And then the last three um, were kind of a little more specific to personality. They could go for life too. Um, but the first one I thought of was the giver because I feel Aww. like if I'm going to do something, I'm going to try to give 110%, you know, my very all. I also thought of the book Wonder because I feel like oh. I'm just a thinker and a a feeler and trying to discover and nice. you know, figure out who we are in this world. But then the last one I thought of was the sun also rises. Oh, um, because I feel like I try to be optimistic and I try mm-hmm. to, even if I do have a crappy day or, you know, whatever, put it behind yeah. me and just keep in mind, like, okay, that's one thing, one uh-huh. day, one problem. Let's move on to the next one. That's similar to my silver yeah. linings playbook. Yeah. 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 So those were mine. I had a really good time doing that. I kind of want to make I did too. My I found one it. for you. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> it's an old book. Um, and it's on my shelf. And when I did this question, I just kind of like stood in the middle of the room and looked at all my books and kind of jotted yeah, something down. That's awesome. Did you, did you ever read a book called Kung Fu High School? 
No, I did not. <laughs> I'm glad to make you think of me. It's, it's by Ryan Gaddis. And it is, it's literally about this high school that's erupting in this. It's terrible, actually. It's a, they're erupting sounds, in this, like terrible. gang war, but it's very specific kind of gang war in that it is martial arts. Karate. Oh, oh. So when I saw the words high school, that was what made me think of you, not that's the Kung Fu part. I was going to say, I don't frequent the dojo. So <laughs> I don't know why that Kung Fu high school. Oh man, that's really funny. I'll have to look that one up. Maybe I'll make my bestsellers class do this though. It was like a final project. Oh, that would be something. fun. That'd be super fun. Um, yeah. All right. So moving into our last question, which I think will also be super fun. Oh, Tell yeah. me about some weird talents you have. What's what's something you can do that maybe I don't even know about that you can showcase for us? <laughs> well, I would say that you don't know about them, but I told them all to you the other That's okay. We were discussing True. the question. <laughs> right. That's okay. Um, and I, I do have three. Actually, I have numerous, but these were the three that I could think of. Uh-huh. Number one is that I am super good, I think, at naming Spotify playlists in a very clever way. Um, yeah. For instance, I think the crown jewel right now in my list of playlists is one that's full of Beyonce because of our concert that we're going to in August. Yes. Gotta, gotta get all prepped for that. Yeah, the duh. name of that playlist is Bay Bay Bops, but it's spelled like B-E-Y and then B-A-E and of course Bops. Oh, so nice. Bay Bay Bops. Uh-huh. Um, that's great. That's great. Yep. That's just scratching the surface on my Okay. Yeah. Um, and then something else that I'm good at is recognizing celebrity voiceovers. Uh-huh. Like if I'm watching TV or at like a movie preview, <clears throat> a movie and previews come on and there's some like commercial for a car or whatever, mm-hmm. and there's a celebrity talking, no matter how obscure the person mm-hmm. is, if I can hear the voice long enough, I can like whip out the name. I'm like, oh, well, that's blah, 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 you know? Right. That's awesome. So I've always thought that was a really cool talent that I have. And then the last one is that I'm really good, I think, at looking at babies. And I mean, like, infant babies. (laughs) Right. And determining their parentage. And specifically, this goes back to Anna Nicole Smith and when her daughter was born. Yeah. And then I don't know if everyone remembers, but Anna Nicole Smith died very tragically when her daughter was very young. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. there was a whole space of time where they didn't know who that baby's dad was and I remember uh people magazine that came out and it was just the baby's face mm-hmm. and then down at the bottom there was this little inset of these two men and mm-hmm. one of them was her lawyer Howard something and then the other one was this guy named Larry Burkett and I look at it and instantly I know that Larry Burkett's that baby's father and then yeah. lo and behold of course he was and I recognized it instantly and I don't that's not the first time I use that talent it's just the first time I remember recognizing it as a talent right and then since then I've used it before you know I've used it you know since then interesting mm-hmm. I don't know when you would use that but I'm sure I don't I mean it comes somewhere. up be surprised yeah probably so well mine I've actually told you about them too because they're the same ones we discussed but um my first one on here I have is just voice actor and I can't oh, yeah. know if I mentioned this in an episode or not, but we, I did this lesson with my children that actually I got from Christy that was focusing on dialect and she had taken different clips from movies that had very distinct, or had, it had actors using very distinct dialects and they had to kind of talk about it and like reflect on what it maybe showed about the, the character. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were discussing it as a class and I would kind of mimic different parts of it. Like when Matt Damon, <laughs> what movie did you use with Matt Damon? I can't even remember. Uh, it was Mark Wahlberg in the department. Mark Wahlberg. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and he was just talking. He had a very thick Boston accent. And he was like saying the word cod. And so I was like repeating it. And this one kid was like, Are you a voice actor? And I and was like, like yeah. No, but maybe I should be. So I don't know. Yeah. I think I have a pretty good ear of like hearing an accent or a dialect and then, and then picking it up. I um, wish I could I'm, do that. I feel like I try and I fail miserably. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm also pretty good at whistling. Um, I can't <laughs> do that sharp, like, fingers in the mouth, like, whoop, whistle to, like, get yeah. something. But just, like, whistling a tune, I'm pretty good at it. Like, I could whistle a tune for you and you would know what it is. I'm not going to do oh. it, but I Um, I Maybe also, another time. Maybe another time. Um, I also remembered, I can't remember if I told you this one, but when I was in high school, I took three years of Latin. And I was actually uh, treasurer, no, secretary of the Latin club. Wow. Uh, and I can recite the Pledge of Allegiance in Latin. I can still do it. Whoa. I know. It's pretty fancy. I don't know when I would ever use that, but Fida Mea Mabudo, I could keep going. Um, you- and then that uh. made me think that I also, did you have to memorize the prologue to the Canterbury Tales in Middle English? No, I did not. Thank God. Oh, I did. And I could probably still say it because I used to do a lesson also before Romeo and Juliet. And talk about, you know, teach our kids, you know, how thankful we are that Shakespeare wrote in modern English and not oh, old yeah. or middle. And so yeah. I used to play this recording I had of the Lord's Prayer being read in old English. And they're like, mm-hmm. what the heck is that? And I'm like, God, that's English. <laughs> and then for middle English, I would rattle off the Canterbury Tales. And they're like, oh, that still sounds crazy. And I was like, I know. Um, yeah. So I could probably still recite that. And then the last one I thought of is also growing up, I took several years of tap dance lessons. I wondered if you would talk about your tap Yeah. And there's one a uh, pattern progression of steps called the typewriter and it's just the way you step and move your feet and it sounds like typewriter keys um and I still bust that out if you ever want me to <laughs> i can tap the typewriter so i'm a whistler i would fall down i could probably whistle and like say the pledge in latin and tap the typewriter all in and do all that do my own one woman talent show Wow. I don't know who would side watch hustle. it. But side hustle. Side hustle. I'll put a hat down on the street, get some money. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> well, if things ever go south, that's where we'll find okay. it. Honestly, if you see me doing that downtown, you're going to be like, she's finally lost her mind. She's lost it. <laughs> and I feel like I'm real close to that point right now. Oh, we're going to make it. Do you have nice. any testing this week? No, we have our reading portion of the EOC on the 23rd. So it's coming, coming soon. I'm so we ready have for that. It to be but over. you know, we have, my kids have four days back to back of state testing this week. Yep, they start on Tuesday, they go through Friday. Man, I hate it for them, especially on a Friday. <sighs> that is not fair. They take the science one on Friday, and I feel bad for the science teachers because that's their test. And can you imagine? I mean, I know the kids are going to, in theory, mostly do their best but if they're too tired for it oh my gosh I would not even well I know that our algebra one EOC is the Tuesday after Memorial Day because the kids are coming back from a break and then surprise (sighs) here's your EOC (laughs) yeah oh no ours is the Thursday after because my kids have the reading my kids who are taking English one have the reading EOC the same day yours do so mine are about to take four days of eighth grade testing and then some of them have two days of ninth grade testing that next week because they their algebra one is the thursday after that tuesday so it's it's a lot it's too much it's too much on those children i hate it for once we get through this week like the biggest chunk of mine will be over yeah when when we do this saturday morning if i sound as though i've died right it's because i have right no i feel you I feel like once I get through that 23rd, it's the 23rd (sighs) in the reading, it'll be a little bit better. 
but mm-hmm. not. We'll see. Yeah. Our principal just sent us our sweet little weekly email and he put in there, feel free to wear jeans on testing day. And I'm like, of course. Oh but then God. he also put, and arrange time in the afternoon for your kids to go outside and decompress. And Ooh, how nice is awesome. that to acknowledge? I mean, they've our principals in the past have done it too, but I just think that's really sweet that he put it in writing. And he wrote us a really nice note about that's super great. Now, granted, this week. I think it is just to rain every day this week. <laughs> but that's super nice and thoughtful of him to, to think it and say it and allow it. That's great. Yeah, well, he understands the middle school child. So wish yeah. me luck. Good luck. Let me know how all this. You can tell me about yeah. it Thursday over tacos. <laughs> I will be ready. And when we're prepping episode mm. 12. Oh, yeah. Woo-hoo. Dirty Dozen. That's right. Oh, I that. that might be our title. There we go. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> not going to be great. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go finish some laundry and decompress myself until I go to bed. Yep. Me too. All right. All right. Later. Later. Bye. Bye.